We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Close the damn door, man. You're letting all the Wi-Fi out. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Hold On, I'm Almost There, a show about life's little annoyances, personal growth, dad life, and so much more with today's host, Tom Mungia, uh, a.k.a. nickname is ready for him. We need to find him a new one. If you <laughs> To be determined. That's what I was To be that. determined, yes. <laughs> well. We have we have that contest going. Make sure you're sending us in those new nicknames. We've got a couple. They're pretty yeah. good. Yeah. We're going to throw them in the hat or we're going to figure out how to pick them. And he's going to get that new nickname. And the winner of the contest is going to get a sweet hoodie from Hold On. I'm almost there with Stay Sharp on the sleeve. It looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's going to look awesome. I can't wait. Absolutely. All right. And uh, today's or today's were no, we're going to Tom was going to do a new listener shout out. Right. I, I was talking to you earlier in the week. We got a new listener uh, to the podcast in Chile, South America. So we've got some in Australia. You got them all over. Like I said, we're going global. So I'd like to give a special shout out to that new listener in uh, Chile. Bienvenido a nuestro nuevo amigo en Chile. Park Bomb, South Korea, the Instagram. Gracias por, por escuchar y gracias por tu ayuda con la música en YouTube. Ahora sabes que Tom es el mero mero de los podcasters. Y por favor, dile a tus amigos y familia que escuchen el podcast. Gracias, Park Bomb, South Korea. Válgame. And for those out there, I was telling everybody that Frank is the best podcaster in the world. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of true. I'm I'm second I'm second right after Tom, man. He's got a great great podcast personality. He makes he makes this show even better. Uh so today's word of the day is actually cold. Uh everybody in Texas that's listening, you know what's up. Texas always has to do it bigger. We always have to go that all out, man. We got power outages. We ain't got no water. I'm having to go outside and get water from my pool to flush my toilet. You know, is man, we're going all out survival mode, mama. So, uh, you know, th that's today's word of the day. Super duper cold. And right. with with today's show, you know, unfortunately, old, old Gristle couldn't make it. He's he's uh, still dealing with some power stuff. And I know he's got some to do's around the house from uh, all this cold weather. You know, fortunately enough for me and my family, we've got power tonight. You know, we, we do have running water, but we got to boil that stuff. I know Tom's got a lot of stuff going on at his house, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we got to make the time. We want to put in that effort to bring you guys a great show. And in today's show, we actually have a recording that Tom, when Tom is out on the streets. Man, prowling the streets, on the scene, like the new Barbara Walters or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I don't Barbara look as old. <laughs> showing your ankles to the crowd. Mira, mira. <laughs> oh, this guy. Shit, Barbara Walters. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. 
Uh, we're going to cue in his interview, and that way you guys can listen to Carlos and, you know, how he's training for the MS-150, what he does on a daily. Uh, you know, I was super surprised at hearing this guy's voice for the first time. I was like, oh, man, this dude's like, you know, he's like, he doesn't joke around. He He's business, you know, and I was, man, this, it's amazing. This guy really puts in the effort. He speaks, he speaks his mind and he's out there to make a difference. It was great hearing this interview that Tom did with him. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, you, you know, we wanted to get him on the show and we wanted to get him, I think this week or next week, but he's got so much stuff going on. He's got a daughter getting married and all this and that we couldn't get the timing right. So I said, Hey man, I tell you what, I'll bring my microphone, I'll bring the computer, and I'll interview you at your place. So that's what you're going to hear. You can hear the interview of me going actually to Ugly Guppy Productions, where he does the actual work and the printing. And we sat down for about uh, 13 minutes and asked him, you know, what's up? You know, got his story, heard a little bit about his uh, preparation for the MS-150, and I think it came out pretty good. But, of course, you people will be the judge, but I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, his his origin story of how he got started and the work that he put in to get his business up and running. That was just that that in itself was inspiring, uh, not to mention everything else that this guy is doing to to better himself and better those around him to show everyone that it is possible. You just have to make that extra effort. Exactly. Everything's impossible until somebody does it. That's right. That's absolutely right. Uh, it 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 seems impossible because our brains are wired to right. not hurt ourselves. Like right, exactly. We if we get comfortable, our brains tell us that we're okay. Yes. And you know that works for some people, but for those of you that are listening, and for Tom, myself, Shane, we have to do just a little bit more. We're not extra. By any means, we're just doing a little bit more. And and that's what we're here to, to sell you. That's what we're here to talk about because we're trying. We want to motivate everyone listening and we want to make sure that you're you're doing just a little bit more than you think you can. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, it is, you know, a little bit. You do have to do a little, a little extra more. It's like they say the difference between ordinary and extraordinary is just a little bit extra you put effort in. That's right. Absolutely. One hundred percent. And until you get started, it seems daunting. It seems impossible, like Tom was saying. But once you get started, once you put that first foot forward, you will see that yeah. you build a habit and you crave it and you want a little bit more. You want right. that extra tomorrow. Yes. What else can I do? How yeah. else can I do it differently? Is this the way for me? And you will soon find out that it 100% can be, will be, and has to be the way for you. Yeah. And I said it here a million times. People might get tired of me saying it, but it's the absolute truth. The hardest step is always the first step. And once you take that first step, it's going to get easier after that. Yep. All right. So without any further ado, we want to go ahead and play this brand new hit straight from Tom Mugia <laughs> and the Ugly Guppy Production Studio. Here we go. Hope you enjoy. All right. This is Tom Mugia from Hold On. I'm almost there. We're here with Carlos Aguilar of Ugly Pro Guppy Productions, the 
Carlos Aguilar, you see, you hear us talking about him all the time. Carlos, how you doing? I'm good, Tom. Thanks for having me on. No, welcome to the show. Look, I, I haven't mentioned this before on the show. Carlos was just like me, a firefighter paramedic with the Houston Fire Department. Unlike me, he was smart, got out, <laughs> got his own job started, got his own business going. He's doing well. I met him 20 years ago at a side job. We used to both work for the Baylor College of Medicine. We called it telemetry. Back then, that's 20 years ago. That's a oh, long time, dude. Wow. Man, back then, I even had black hair still back then. That's how long ago that was. But, uh, yeah, so it's been 20 years. Carlos, he started in his own garage. I remember when he started this whole thing. He was in his own garage printing shirts, getting his business going. Now we're here at his facility. He's doing well. So, Carlos, tell us a little bit more about uh, Ugly Guppy. Tell us what do you do. Well, we started off um, actually wanting to make station shirts for the HFD stations. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I remember. Me and a buddy of mine, David Chavez, we're trying to design a shirt and we decided to see what the process was if we could make our own samples rather than to farm them out. We thought it'd be pretty easy. We saw a couple of videos and this and that and it turns out it's extremely difficult. But that got us into it. We started doing that. So I overlapped for about five years doing the fire department telemetry and, and this, figuring it out. And we worked in the garage for good 10 years. As a matter of fact, we printed your shirts. That's uh, right, yeah. Garage, Unsungware, the, the yeah. yeah. Yeah, until uh, I got the opportunity to give me an automatic press, much bigger, much everything, but you know, there's only so much space you have in the in the house. So yeah. space made us get this this uh, move out here, and uh, you know, we do screen printing, embroidery is our primary business. We do a bunch of, we also do banners, promotional products, a couple of other things, but our bread and butter is screen printing and embroidery. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, that's cool. Do you still do the ornaments? I remember you used to have some <laughs> ornaments, like little. Know, on the plaques and stuff. Well, that's another one we do. It's called sublimation. Uh, we've actually made you guys um, coffee mugs. Yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. That process, and mug. it's the same thing. So I kind of mostly just do that for friends and family. It's a little bit tedious, and, right. and and to mass produce it, I don't really have the equipment to mass produce it. So it's more like the stuff for for us. So I don't know you extra for that. <laughs> no. okay, okay, good. All right. No, no. So look, so uh, you're doing the MS150. What got you motivated? What said, hey, man, I want to do this? Well, about four years ago or so, I, I discovered social rides. I don't know if you guys heard of them. They're blowing up like crazy downtown. They're just, uh, they run out of bars, and you ride, ride 10 miles or so to a bar. You hang out for a couple hours, and you ride back. So the biggest one that I know of is called Liquor and Woods, which is the team that I'm joined with, Liquor and Woods Bike Club. Now, they haven't ridden in about a year because of the pandemic. There's still rides going on, but these guys are pretty socially responsible and they don't want to you know encourage group, group gatherings right, right now because right. it's big we get like 300 people Dang. every thursday night you That's know run out of our, yeah, so it's a lot of people and it's a lot of fun well they had a team and my girlfriend at the time bertha she did it with them so i thought i'd jump on and try to do it with them too but she had been training and then when i jumped on it was about the end of january the beginning of february well it's in march so they gave me like a month. I'd never really ridden. I mean, I'd ridden as a kid. Right. Um, and doing that, I went to do another ride called the Tour de Cure. It's a diabetes ride. So at that point, I had bought a, a bike on Facebook. It was like a $200 bike. Well, it's a single speed. And at that, I didn't realize the difference. It basically oh, doesn't have gears. Right. Right? Yeah. So I went to do this Tour de Cure, no training. It was ended up being 72 miles. And it was out of Byron College Station, which is very hilly. 
And man, by the time I was to the first 10 miles, I was spent. And I was Dang. in cargo shorts, t-shirt, backpack. Everybody else was geared up. Right. I even had this this guy come up to me and <laughs> shake my hand. He was like, I really respect you, sir, because of the, the bike I was on, because it's right. so much harder on the single speed, right. you know? Right. Um, so I finished it, though. You know, I finished it. And it was pretty Dang, grueling. That's, that's actually pretty awesome. Yeah, and that was um, no training and on a single speed. And it was just, it was it was crazy. So over the years, I've refined, I've written a lot more and this and that. I really let it go for a while. So I'm having to start over back almost from zero. But at least now I have a, a, a better bike and I have, you know, the equipment to do it. Cool. So it was the social rights and the, and the girl that got me to, to, to get interested in it. That's awesome. So and and basically that's what got you going for this 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 race too just to yeah um they were all signed up last year i was back broke up with the girl <laughs> now i'm back with the uh they were signed up last okay, year. okay that'll be another yeah, episode when we get into that. <laughs> anyway they everybody was signed up last year i didn't sign up last year but it got canceled due to the COVID. oh that's yeah. right yeah but there's some changes in the ride it used to be a two-day ride now it's a one-day ride and it used to go to austin and now it's going to college station it's going to end in college station so we're starting uh, there's different routes with different lengths so we're gonna do the 100 plus mile one so this one starts out of katie and ends up in college station and it just routes through the different neighborhoods but cool. um yeah i'm excited i'm a little nervous awesome. i haven't been able to train the way i'd like to the weather and so what are you life. doing well how, how's the prep going what, what well, exactly are you doing you know the, the, i know you run i know yeah you bike. that's what i'm doing a lot i'm running a lot and i run on the treadmill because the weather's been bad and and uh the problem with bike training is that it takes several hours at a time. Right, you know, if you right. want to do any kind of distance, you know, I, I'd say a good average, and this is a little slow, but 10, 10 miles per hour. Right. So you want to practice 30, 40, 50 miles. Well, that's five five consecutive hours. Right. It gets dark at 630, you know, mm -hmm. so it's making it tough. So yeah, I didn't think it, about it, that. Essentially, Saturday morning, Sunday mornings are the uh, are your time, but you have to have not raining and, you right. know, that kind of stuff. So it's been a little, you know, I've got a couple weekends in. Did a couple of training rides, but you know, I haven't been able to, to really stack anything more than about 35, 40 miles, you know, so far. And uh, it's and, coming up on me. You and know? you said, how long is this a one shot deal? Though? It's over 100 miles. Oh, that's man. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, so. yeah. So, so you better get to it, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the beauty of it is not a race, it's, it's just right. a ride. And there are, you know, they have stops every right. 15 or 20 miles with water and fruit right. and pickle juice and, and, bike aid and and health aid and things right. like that so i mean you you pace yourself you want to push it because right. you you want to you want to draw the most you can can but you don't want to um you know overdo it and then right. get stuck now they have what they call a sag so that's going to be um if you can't go or if your bike fails they pick you up in a van and right. either take you to the next stop or to the end but I mean, it's like a hall of shame or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd yeah. have to be just yeah. unconscious or exactly. something, man. You know? Now you mentioned that pickle juice. What do they drink that for? Uh, that's for cramps. Exactly. It's, it's for cramps, and they have them. They have bottled pickle juice, or sometimes they have the big jar at these stops. And right. And uh, yeah, I've always liked the way that tastes anyway, so I drink them just like that. But they they give you little little yeah. small pickle juice, and they have and bananas and, and potassium and things like that. you know they they've yeah. got a lot of stuff. Oh, you know, yeah. It's it's a class outfit cool it used to be the bp ms-150 from british petroleum but now it's just the texas ms-150 so i don't know why or what happened at some point they lost it, that sponsorship and i think it's it's kind of uh gotten a little smaller okay. because of that right so that may be the reason they went from two days to one day and the reason they went to uh college station instead of uh, austin oh, okay 
Now, uh, I know you've mentioned to me in the past that you started trying the intermittent fasting in order to get prepared and, you know, get more in shape. How's that going? Well, actually, it's going, it's going well. At the beginning, was was a little tough just because I'd gotten, like, mentally used to just Right. I hadn't doing not doing well. I'd be eat a big dinner, then go back and make me some cookies in the oven or, exactly, or something yeah. every night. And it started to be a, a habit, and I'd really eased off on the working out. So I just man, I, yeah, I blew up, and I think I got to my heaviest weight, which is about two hundred pounds. Um, and then I talked to you. I was hearing your show, and then uh, you, you recommended that, so I gave it a shot. And after about a week or week and a half, it didn't. It wasn't training anymore, more as it just kind of changing your lifestyle, exactly. your routine. Right. You don't really even think about it, you know. Right. Uh, my girlfriend was real strict on it, so if I had missed or something, she said, well, hey, 7 o'clock, you're, you're SOL, man. That's you awesome. Know? So you have to wait till tomorrow. Yo, say, but, man, uh, but my dinner, there was hardly nothing in there. I said, hey, man, I, you know, I want to hear That's why y'all broke up. Right? <laughs> 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 so that's why we got back. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, I got it mixed yeah, up. She, okay. she pushes me. Okay. So, but it's going well. Um, I lost, I don't know, eight to 10 pounds in Dang, January. That's great. Um, I ran a lot, but you know, when, like I say, once we passed the first week, the 12, the, the, we're doing the 12 hours, or we start off with the 12 right. hours, but it's not really much. I mean, you eat right. your dinner before seven, and by the time you wake up, and you know, I wake up, I do some sit-ups and push-ups, and right. then by that time, it's already time to right. eat, so. So you don't feel the need to go from 12 to 13? Um, actually, the, I do that already. The only thing is I, do, I drink a shake before right. I leave work. Right. So that might, be right at the that 12 to 13 right. hour mark right. you know um at this point I, i'm pretty okay i yeah. haven't bumped it yet exactly but because you're still getting your results yeah, you want I, yeah. I, I, plus really the, the the pounds that i lost is not the big deal the clothes the clothes are loose on me and right. i can just see i just had this this king of the hill belly working <laughs> man i mean it was just bad i couldn't breathe right. it was like, yeah. like almost like it was distended or something yes. you know yeah. uh, and I feel just a thousand times better. So well, that's great. Yeah, because yeah. you know some people they don't need. I do sixteen, but yeah. not everybody needs to do. So you're cool with twelve. Stay with twelve yeah. until you stop getting the results you want. Then you move up to thirteen. Then if you got to go to four, you know it's just that process. But you base it on the type of results you're getting, and as long as you're getting results, stick with what's working. <laughs> well, that yes, yeah, exactly, and. Um, I mean, I feel better. Like I say, my clothes hanging. I'll use a belt. I put on clothes. I mean, yeah. I went to a Halloween costume party on, you know, during Halloween, and I was uh, from Pulp Fiction, uh, Vinny. Vinny okay. Vega. Yeah. Okay. I had a suit that I had worn to my uh, a jacket, sports jacket that I wore to my daughter's graduation like two years ago or something. Man, it wouldn't even button. Really? And I was like, that's fast, you know, because actually last year during COVID, I went through like, great shape early in the month i was going to the gym every day and they i was there when they hung the sign that they were closing because right, they were closing yeah. everything back and then i just i let it i let it go especially towards the end of the year so i like i said i couldn't breathe i had to go to like thrift store and buy another jacket to to wear because they wouldn't close i mean it was, it was just, I, it just i felt not great you right know? so right. i feel i feel real good now the only the only hang up i have is i haven't been able to train on the bike as much as i'd like right. and that's life and weather right and stuff's keeping him from doing that but maybe i mean <laughs> so you don't want to hear maybe you need to train in the rain a little bit because yeah. what if it's raining that day exactly yeah exactly but uh yeah that's the only bad thing about the intermittent fasting is you start losing weight then you got to go buy new clothes yeah and then you got to buy new clothes again <laughs> at least you can print your own shirts yeah, man Golly, yeah, but yeah, uh yeah. Well, cool, man. Do you have any shout outs or anything you'd like to say anybody well, out there well i'd like to thank you guys for all the oh. help with the with the raising the funds i met the 
entry requirements, but like you said, we're gonna we're gonna not even fool with that and right, just, yeah. just shoot right past that. Uh, the response has been really really good. You know, uh, like to, to shout out to Liquor and Woods cool. bike crew, yeah. you know, for having me and and their class outfit. You know, there's a lot of social rights out there now. Right. It, it's it's really trendy, and, and I think COVID may have. Uh, fast forwarded the natural progression of that so there's right. a bunch out there. there's one every night and there's just pop-up rides friday and saturday cool. and they're fun social events but this is a whole nother different kind of thing um um and that's all i can think of on the spot so cool man well uh thanks for joining us it was a pleasure having you good luck with the ride hey we're going to sell out all those shirts that we have carlos can print more yeah, exactly so we've got exactly. an unlimited supply of exactly. shirts we can get so please get out there. Our new goal, it was, it was what, 450? Yeah. The new goal is 1,000. We can get there. We're over 600 now. We still got plenty of time. So if anybody wants a shirt, just message me. Hit me on Twitter. Hit Frank on Twitter. We'll get you the shirt. We'll, no matter where you're at, no matter where you are in the world, we'll get it to you. I promise. <laughs> but uh, thanks again, Carlos, for coming on. It was a pleasure having you. Uh, thanks for having me. All right, brother. I think that was my grandma calling <laughs> all right and we're back I, I hope you all enjoyed that awesome interview um you know this week's been incredibly tough for me uh unfortunately i lost my grandfather the other day um you know they lost power they're down in freeport lost power and you know he's 96 years old that man right there taught me the meaning of working hard he was a man of very few words but he was incredibly creative his imagination knew no bounds and if you wanted something done all you needed to do was ask and he would make things out of nothing got some wood got some two by fours pvc man i can make you a i can make you a, a mechanism to pluck pears off a tree you know it, it was amazing this guy did absolutely everything the toys that me and my cousins played with made from wood you know a couple of nails some screws some wood boom you got a little car you know he <laughs> i remember my cousin wanting a bike that looked like peewee herman's after we saw peewee's big adventure because we were super huge fans my grandfather got some some hard wire and made him a basket for the front of his bike. He's like, I sta, and <laughs> you know, he's, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm the, the third generation from, you know, from him and my grandmother and for him to have started out where he was at and for me to be where I'm at is, is all from his character the awesome. things that he did, the way that he motivated himself to go out and do stuff. That's why I am doing the things that I'm doing, because I want to uh, make sure that I'm living through his legacy. Exactly. Rem remembering him the best way I can by by doing more than than the normal, just doing a little bit more than I think I can. That's awesome. Your grandpa, he sounds like my father. You know, the family used to joke around and call him the Mexican MacGyver. Yeah, that's you, right, you, man. They can make anything out of it. Whatever you need, they can rig it up. But uh, you're right. That's how we keep our, our loved ones alive. We, we live on. We carry on the traditions that they had. We live the type of life that they had. And, and that way they're never gone. They're always with us. That's right. 100%, man. And I know he's resting in peace and he's he's got what he needs and he was a blessing to the family and he will never be forgotten 
That's right. We're dedicating this show to Frank's grandpa. Absolutely. Oh, Canuto. <laughs> get out there. So, man, you know, let's get back to this interview. It was a great interview. I thought, you know, Tom sounds like he was Walter Cronkite getting out there <laughs> asking these great questions. You know, tell us how you set up for that, man. Well, like I said, you know, we couldn't get in uh, Carlos to join us because he was so busy. So I wanted to catch him while he was there. So I took my computer, took the microphone, set it up. Um, we set up the camera and everything. And I just, you know, I thought about some questions that the listeners might want to know about Carlos or hear what he had to say. So we just spit them out. We shot it in one take. I was so nervous. I've never done anything like that before. I've never taken any classes or stuff like that. So it just, I just said, hey, let's just sit down and let's just talk. Let's just talk and it seem as natural as possible. And uh, and that's what we did. And I thought it came out really well. Uh, there, there was a couple of times his workers would come in and like show him signs, like asking him questions. And he just played it off real quick, you know, like, you know, gave him some hand signals like this or that or whatever. But I thought that added to the to the interview because, you know, hey, man, they got some stuff going on here. They're busy. So absolutely. <laughs> it came out right. Yeah, it never seemed like he missed a beat either. No, so it, it was like you guys were just, you know, talking about everything that was going on, man. It was amazing. Well, like I said in the show, we met. It's going to be 20 years ago. I can't believe it's been that long. But, uh, yeah, we used to work together. Uh, he And I mentioned we mentioned in the show, and I never had mentioned before, that he was a Houston firefighter paramedic just like me. So he's been out there. He's saved lives. He's given birth to babies. He's, you know. Oh, man. Worked cardiac arrest. He's done all that just like I have. He finally decided he was going to go off and do his own thing, and uh, he's got it going. <laughs> I remember when he was working in his garage. He was making shirts in his garage at his house, you know, the real wow. small operation. And it's built up from there. And now, you know. He's there. He's got this his own shop and uh, he's doing very well for himself. And I'm happy for him. You know, as a friend, you know, you always like to see your friends do better and, and move on and have success. And because you know what? It tells me I can do it, too. Right. Absolutely. Yep. So that's, I'm starting at the bottom with the things that I'm trying to get going. But one day I'm going to get there, too. Yep. Yep. And that's, you know, that's the goal. Having goals, meeting those goals, crushing those goals and then making new goals. Boom. Exactly. The cycle. Yeah. Uh, just like O-Tank had mentioned in uh, our last episode, man, Kaizen. Yeah. That revolving, revolving, always, always, always uh, think, plan or what is it? Think do plan check something like that but it's a revolving <laughs> circle and you put a plan together you test that plan you figure out what's not working with that plan you get back to the drawing board you figure it out and you just keep going exactly. always evolving always evolving that's right that that's a part of life you know we the only thing that changes is that things never change oh no, no sorry, right. i got it backwards <laughs> the only thing that never changes is that things always change and the first thing that usually has to change is your attitude, man. Exactly. You, and Carlos, Carlos seemed like he had a great attitude that can do, not going to give up. I'm not going to make excuses. I just got to gotta give it a go. Exactly. Yeah. You just, you know, don't have a plan B. Sometimes you have to go in with life to say, hey, look, there's no plan B. Plan A, we got to make it work. Uh I like to, it's been referred to as you got to burn the bridges. You want to take the island, you've got to burn the bridge. You got to burn the bridges, burn the boats, you know, don't give yourself a way out, you yeah. know, 
Don't and that's scary, man. Right. Because it, when times get tough, you will take the way out. You will. That's that little yeah, escape heck, pod. Yeah. You'll jump in it and head out. Yep. When times get tough, get rid of those escape pods. You know, get rid of the boats. Just say, hey, we're, we're here. We're going to make it. And that's all there is to it. Yeah, that's man. I ain't going to lie. There's been several times that I, I had to take that escape pod because, man, there's just I would I felt like I kept hitting that wall. Number it, man. Give me that escape pod. Shit, I'm out of here. That reset and button. Then, yeah, yeah, reset. And then you know what? I I checked my plans and hey, let me try this instead. And that's when it started moving for me. Right, exactly. Man, it was so crazy. Uh, and and you say you know delivered babies. Like I have a crazy imagination. So immediately, I I was thinking of that baby from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Because yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that gruff, you know, very rusty <laughs> screwdriver. Hey, hey, you and kind of Carlos has that. Wow, like, dang <laughs> man. I remember I even asked, I was like, man, does this guy smoke? Like, this dude sounds, you know, like uh, what is that Sturgis guy? Hey, <laughs> yeah, man. It's just like, and I'm not making fun of him by Go any ahead. means. It's just like it it take makes you take a step back. It's like, hey man, <laughs> you can tell this guy likes to have fun, but at the same time, when it's business, it's business. Yeah, yeah I've never known him to smoke, uh, but it was fun. and I never even thought of it like that until you said. It. I was like, yeah, he does sound like he smokes, but uh, yeah. no, as far as I know, he doesn't smoke. So, <laughs> does he do any impersonations? Like, can he do a better Mick than you? No, of course not. No, uh, <laughs> you gotta give us that, man. I was trying to get you to do it on the last episode, and you wouldn't give it to me. You gotta give it to me now. Uh, what do you, like about what? What do you want to do, Rock? Uh, Rock, you gotta uh, women weaken legs. Hey, dude, that's like, man, give me chills. It's like I was right there watching that movie. He was talking. To me. He's gonna hurt your poiminate, kid. He's gonna hurt your poiminate. <laughs> oh my god. You, you, I remember you had said at one time that you that you could do uh, voices. What other? And I don't want to put you on the spot, but that was that was really good. Like <laughs> I have an okay Russian accent. I can't really do it on the fly unless like other people are trying to do accents and stuff like that. That uh, that Mick accent that you just did phenomenal. Well, I hope people know who we're talking about. Mick is the trainer for Rocky, that old grouchy guy that in the movie Rocky, his old trainer. So that's who Mick is. So, so I know we got a lot of young listeners, too, that don't know. So, Oh, man. Yeah, it's a travesty. Go check that movie out. Great movie. You know, yes. it, it's all about the downtrodden folks that are on the edge of giving up and then, boom, out of nowhere, opportunity strikes. Be ready for that opportunity because you never know and give it everything you got it's 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 crazy to watch that film you know every time i watch that film i learn a little something new and the crazy thing about me when i watch movies over and over instead of watching the main character i like to pick a new character to watch oh, okay. as as they go throughout the movie because Every supporting character makes the main character that much better sometimes. Right. And if you watch their mannerisms and what they're doing, and sometimes you can even see them helping the main character with their lines, you know, yeah. Yeah. it's it, the those those uh, supporting actors 
they are super important. Your family members, they're your supporting cast. Right. People that you work with, they're your supporting cast. And if they're not building you up and if you're not building them up to make them shine, then you need to get your stuff straight, man. Start looking for places that will give you that, that will have people around you to build you up and where you can build other people up too, man. Because that's one of the greatest gifts in life is to be able to help somebody up after after you've been helped. And even if you haven't been helped, giving someone the opportunity to to give them help if they're willing to take it great great stuff oh yeah and a fantastic movie it's one of the first movies we i ever saw as a kid i actually saw that when it yes man holy cow okay now that we mentioned do you want to hear my rocky story Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. okay i was a little kid you know my parents took me to go see this movie this boxing movie now of course i've always been one of these guys that i've started watching a movie i get emotional i get you know, I get into the movie so much. And Rocky, the whole story, the whole tagline is going the distance, right? He yeah. just wants to go the distance and be there standing at the end of the fight against the world champion. So he's going there and he's fighting and he's getting up after he gets knocked down and he will not stop. And I'm up, I'm jumping on my seat. I'm probably like four or five years old, just a little bitty kid, right? And I'm just, man, I'm just swinging and swinging. And I, I, <laughs> no joke, I hit the guy in front of me like oh, 10 times in the back no. of the head, right? But, you know, he was a cool dude. You know, he understood. I'm just this little crazy kid excited. But finally, at the end, you know, Rocky, spoiler alert, you know, it's only like 48 years old, this movie. Spoiler alert, he does go the distance. And at the end, he's so happy. You know, he's raising his hands. Adrian comes running out there, hugging. I love you. I love you. You know, he's he's happy. He made it. He 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 accomplished his goal of standing there at the end of the fight. Well, me as a little kid, I don't understand this. You know, I'm just I only see people who win raise their hands, right? Raise yeah. their hands in victory. Yeah. So as we're walking out of the theater, you know, I'm like telling my mom, you know, I'm all excited. Mom, I'm so glad Rocky won. I can't believe it. I didn't think he was going to do it. And she's like, you know, no, he, he didn't win. He was just happy that he he made it all the way to the to the end of the fight. I said, no, nah, he won. She said, Heck no, yeah. he lost. I said, what? And she goes, yeah, he was just happy. I said, so Rocky's not the champion? She said, no. Oh. Dude, that was the worst thing to ever oh, tell no. a little Tom. You don't ever tell him <laughs> that his Rocky lost. I threw myself on the ground on oh, the sidewalk. What? Yes, I wouldn't get. A, I was just so be, you know, distraught that Rocky had lost the fight. I was kicking oh, and screaming. God. I couldn't believe Rocky. I, they cheated. You know that he should have won. You know, <laughs> my mom could not get me to calm down. I was just so upset at the world and everything going on. But finally, my mother had to get somebody walking by, walking out of the theater and say, sir, 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 can you tell him that I'm wrong, that Rocky won the fight? Please tell him Rocky won the fight. So the man said, said, what's wrong? I said, Rocky lost. They cheated. I can't believe they cheated. Rocky. He's like, no, no, no. Your mom, she she didn't see it. Rocky really did win. I said, he did? He said, yeah, you won. Oh, now this is the biggest I told you so ever. You know, I get up and I'm telling my mom, I told you Rocky won. You don't know what you're talking about. Rocky won the fight. I told you Rocky can't lose. You know, he's the greatest fighter ever. (laughs) And, of course, so this caused problems when we went to go see Rocky, too, because I'm like, Uh, why is he trying to win the belt? He's a champ. (laughs) But, yeah, man, that's our – my mom still laughs about that. Just how, man, she should – that's when she should have known this kid's a little crazy. So, oh man, and that is a good kind of crazy, man. He still, he still got that, man. You're in oh, yeah. there. <laughs> yep, 
Yep, absolutely. Golly, that is so odd. That's such a funny story. That reminds me of when uh, I took my son to watch uh, a Star Wars movie. He, I think he was about six. And, you know, I was uh, we watched all the old Star Wars movies together. You know, unfortunately, we had to watch number one. You know, Jar Jar Binks was in there. <laughs> you know, even he didn't like it. But we saw all the old ones. And I believe it was the very first one where uh, they introduced Ray as a character. OK, yeah. <clears throat> I can't remember the name of it, but. Um, when we were in the theater, we went to the IMAX, you the know, Force and, Awakens. Yes, the Force yeah. Awakens. Yeah. And so, you know, here he is, a little six-year-old kid sitting in my lap. And when the music came on, he just looked over at me and his threw his arms up in the air. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was just like. I was so moved. I was like, man, he really does love these Star Wars movies. Yeah. It was phenomenal. And I, I think everyone around us like felt that same energy. All right. Like, yeah, this is badass. So, yeah, man, you know, we, we never know how movies are going to touch us and move us right. and and what they're going to stir up inside of us. And so yeah. movies are very, very near and dear to my heart, too. Oh, yeah, I love them, too. I mean, obviously, you saw me on Twitter. That's how, you know. We came across each other with these movie <laughs> yep. stuff. So yeah, man, it's, it's so great. It's so great. So what else can you tell us about Carlos, man? I know, I know, we were like veering off all crazy. This weird little snake run that we got. <laughs> uh, well, now that we, not, uh, well, now that we're talking about movies, here's a here's a quick tidbit. Me and Carlos, the way I know whether I'm gonna like a movie or not is if he sees it before me and he tells me he hated it, I'm gonna love it. Mm. <laughs> If he tells me he loved the movie, you know, I'm going to hate it. If he if he hates the movie, I'm going to love it. And I mean, so that's like our running joke. You know, we, we have opposite taste in movies. So where does he stand on Blood In, Blood Out? Oh, I'm sure he loves it. <laughs> He's got to love it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, dude, when you sent me that meme of him sitting in the circle with all the Emmy from uh, with Bernie Sanders, Oh, that was so funny. Oh, my God, dude. I was laughing. I was rolling. I think I cried. I was laughing so hard, man. Yeah, I wish I knew who made it. He was sitting there right in the middle of all those, you know, the, it was the prison photo, the last prison photo that they took together. And Bernie Sanders there in his little <laughs> scarf and hand gloves and stuff. Everybody's throwing up their little prison gang uh, hand signs and stuff like that. Oh, my goodness. I laughed so hard at that. Great. That's hilarious. People came up with some really good memes for that Bernie Sanders deal. They did, man. And, you know, the the, the crazy thing, that dude went out and sold all those sweaters or whatever he sold yeah. and donated all that money. Good for That's, him. Man. Yes, good, good for, for him. him. That, that, that is awesome. Yeah. A lot of people got fed or I think he gave it to Meals on Wheels or that's something great. like that. Yeah, man. That's that's really cool. Really, really cool. So he uh Carlos was talking about his long, super long rides in the rain. Yeah, he was bringing that up and which is something I hadn't thought about until he mentioned it. Because um, he said, he, you know, he his training is like about 10 miles an hour. So, you know. 10 miles an hour to go 50 miles, it's going to take you five, five hours, you know, and the ride is going to be over a hundred miles. So you've got to do at least 50 miles of, you know, 
one at, at a time in order to get yourself ready. And I was like, man, you know, I never thought about how much time it takes actually to do the training. And, uh, you know, he said he was having a hard time to, to find those, you know, five hour segments to get the training in. And, uh, he does do a lot of running. Um, <laughs> I felt bad because he always would post, uh, he had a, some kind of app where it keeps track of your runs. Oh, okay. he would run like a mm-hmm. memorial park and he would post it like on Facebook and you see the red circle going in, a, you know, of, of, of his track around the deal. Well, one day I saw somebody post a meme. I guess they got tired of seeing their friend post them and their little red thing. It ended up spelling out who cares. Oh, <laughs> so I sent it to him <laughs> just as a joke. You know, I'm, I'm one, I'm that guy that sends people stuff like that. Sarcastic <laughs> humor, you know? Oh, so, and man. you know, he laughed, but yeah, you know, uh, and, how ironic, you know, we ended up joining together on his cardio stuff to, to you know, help try to do something. But, yeah, you know, it, it really struck me when he told me that, you know, just just to do a 50 mile ride, you know, that's five hours. Yeah, that's nuts, man. Holy yeah. moly. I mean, think about trying to find five hours every day just to do that. That's dedication, right? Commitment. Yeah, that's yeah. That's having a goal and just deciding I'm going to get this goal no matter what. Yeah. God, dog. Yeah, and I thought it was I thought it was pretty funny where he's like, you know, I was getting a little fluffy around the midsection. My pants weren't fitting me. I knew I had to do something. <laughs> and yeah. then, you know, he, you know, he's got to do it because his his daughter's wedding's coming up, and he's trying yeah. to look fit and trying to, you know, do everything he can to make sure he looks good and stays healthy. So, man, right. kudos to him. Once being honest with yourself and being able to say, hey, look, there's a problem. I got to do something about it. Let me get yeah. out there and get it done. Exactly. It, that's 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 very hard to do. Being honest with yourself and you know getting started on that path. Yeah, and he said he heard about the intermittent fasting that he he's doing on our show. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. yeah. we know that there's one guy awesome. out there that that heard something <laughs> and you know was persuaded to try it. it out. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's having success. You know, and but he's inter- not doing the 16 hours like you are. He found his own. Exactly. And that was one of the points that I wanted to make in the interview was, you know, yeah, I do 16 because I tend to hold weight. You know, Uh, he's doing the 12 and he's getting success. Start at 12. That's why I always tell people, don't start at 16. Start at 12. If it's working for you, stick with it. If you reach a point where it's no longer working for you, then go to 13, you know, and then you start seeing results. And then if that starts slowing down, you know, you go to 14 and, you know, we're not all going to have find the same success at the same hours or the same you know uh right intermittent fasting ratio so you've got to find what works for you but also give yourself enough time you know yeah six weeks at least minimum to see a a change it's so crazy how it takes so long to see results when you're trying to lose weight or build muscle but damn it you eat those two twinkies and boom boom straight to the midsection straight to the thighs (laughs) wherever right in the chin wherever it goes first it's like overnight you can tell it's crazy what is going on yeah yeah your your body knows your body reacts i'm that way sometimes i'll eat certain things on purpose to get a reaction like that yeah holy cow oh like if i want to uh if i'm feeling like good and i know i'm gonna do chest and shoulders and i want to be looking all pumped up i'll eat some carbohydrates the night before because those carbohydrates make me hold water hmm. so your muscles are mostly water 
So that wow. next day, when I start working out, they, they got extra water in them. They look more pumped up. Ah, you know, <laughs> just do it. Yeah, see, oh, there. I'm telling you my little secrets right. now. So ah, the truth comes out, <laughs> man. You know what? That's what we should. You know, Shane's always asking about getting his shoulders bigger. Yeah, <laughs> tell him to eat some spaghetti the night. Yeah, before. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Well, I'm gonna have to tell you my carbohydrate loading story one day uh, when my preparation for the marathon. So, oh man, that's a hilarious story. But oh my god, dude, I gotta get all these down. <laughs> I gotta start writing all these stories that you have down, and we'll just start making sense. <laughs> the The topic of the show is gonna be Tom's story, and, and I'm just gonna be a guest on your show. That's where uh, you. Uh, what was that? Uh, the Chappelle show, Keeping It Real Goes oh, Wrong. Oh, when Keeping It Real goes. Oh, I love that show. Yes. Well, that 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 uh, carbohydrate loading story is one of those keeping it when <laughs> prepping prepping it real goes wrong. Oh my God, that is so funny. All right. Well, thank you everyone for hanging out with us yeah. tonight. Had so much fun. Uh, you know, rest in peace, Grandpa Canuto. Love you. Gonna miss you. Uh, make sure that you tell your loved ones that you love them because tomorrow's not guaranteed. That's right. Uh, you, you never know. We never know. Uh, we're all on borrowed time. And uh, as, as much as it hurts that we lost him, uh, it was amazing to have him and to learn from him. And knowing now as, as an adult and reading a, a lot of different books, uh, we, we do have to give we have to give our loved ones back eventually. Uh, they don't belong to us. They're not forever. So make sure you let them know how you feel. Uh, make sure, you know, if you love them, tell them you love them. If you hate them, you know, figure out why you hate them. Uh, and you don't have to make amends. Just figure it out and talk to them because you never know when they'll be gone. Right. That's right. Yeah. Rest in yeah. peace, Grandpa. And this show's for you. Yeah, that's what's up, man. I appreciate you, Tom. Uh, thank you for saying that. Don't forget to download last week's episode. Our new episodes drop every Friday night at 6. Leave us a comment. Let us know if you want it on a Thursday. Let me know if you want double episode Monday. If you want Monday's motivational message Monday and then followed by uh, a brand new episode Monday morning, we'll make it happen. Let, Let us know. Let us know if you like the interview, if you want us to go out and interview more people. Uh, yeah, what it, this show, you know, it's all belongs to you guys. So, you know, you let us know what you want. Yep. Always evolving, always trying to be better. And and we're going to do that with your help. As long as we're brainstorming ideas, Tom, me and Tom and Shane brainstorming, making sure we got some good content for you to come back, have a listen, hang out, do them chores. <clears throat> do whatever you got to do while you listen in Good send time. in more nicknames yes don't forget to send in those nicknames man. yeah and if you haven't already you know get out there and donate to carlos's uh ms150 yeah. ride we got we got shirts ready to go um and stickers we got plenty of stickers you want some more stickers we'll have some stickers made some more with podcast this time no no regrets <laughs> yeah exactly like we said on the uh on the interview you know carlos can always print more shirts so let's just keep selling them let's hit that 1000 mark and uh we're gonna do it with your help absolutely we're so close to that 1000 mark get your get your 5 10 15 dollars 15 dollars get you a t-shirt we'll make sure we get it to you let us know what's up 
That's right. All right. Thanks again, everybody, for hanging out with us tonight. We appreciate you so much. Stay warm if you're down here in South Texas. Uh, really, it's getting everybody, but everybody. stay warm, stay safe, and keep pushing. And stay sharp. Right. Good night. Good night, everybody.